You are listening to audio from the Rail City campus of CA Church. We are a church fervently committed to bringing the good news to the city of Port Moody. We hope this message helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. Good morning. If you can take your seat, that would be great. Hi, my name is Marty, and I'm one of the pastors at CA Church, and it's so good to be with you here. This is my first time in the theater to join you. So this morning, I am going to talk a little bit about one of the areas I'm involved in, and that's CA Missions. And if you've been around CA Church for any amount of time, you've probably heard that God's mission to share the good news of Jesus is something that's really important here. And we're, as a church, committed to being united in purpose by living on mission, everyone, everywhere, all the time. And I'm new to my role in mission, and I've been so excited to see all the things that we're involved in. It's, it's very amazing. And currently, we're working in six areas, and we are focused on working with four global partners. So our partners are Mexico, the Philippines, Zimbabwe, and the Middle East. We're also actively involved in local mission, and Dave just shared with you one of the ways we're doing that with different community initiatives. And um, we support a number of international workers around the globe. So many of you um, realize that we have a fund called the Missions Fund. And this mission fund is what we use to support our local and global missions. So I'm just going to tell you how we used it last year. So last year, we received close to $970,000 in our mission fund. That is amazing. God is at work in providing. And because of we ha- developed a surplus over COVID because it was hard to distribute money. And so last year, because of the growing needs around the world, especially the needs around food security, we distributed $1.2 million. So this is an overview of how the money from missions um, went. And you can see that on the slide. I don't know if you can read that. But some of the main areas we engaged in are projects with our international partners. Things like supporting kids at risk and working with persecuted believers and infrastructure projects with our partners. We distributed food in the Tri-Cities and with our global partners in Mexico, the Philippines, Zimbabwe, and um, the Middle East, and we were able to feed more than 400 children and families internationally and 250 locally. We supported three refugee families coming from the Middle East, and, and again, some local and international workers. So this morning I'm gonna highlight one local mission that we're involved in and one global. So it, in, the, in the area of local missions, it's our dream that everyone at CA Church is engaged on the ground, helping those in need, serving our communities, and sharing the love of Jesus. And this is happening. So we have four, five key areas we work in in local mission. One is our food pantry at the Mariner campus. One is our community response fund that meets emergency needs, refugee sponsorship, our cars ministry, where we give cars to people in need, and our temporary winter shelter, which is going on right now at Mariner. When it comes to our pantry, this is a pretty amazing. It takes place in the Mariner um, basement in the new building, and we have the opportunity to serve 250 families. So families come on Tuesday mornings and or Tuesday afternoons and Saturday mornings, and they come for groceries. So they're families that have financial challenges, and we have a team on the ground who prays for them, who serves them, provides them food. And you here, by giving to the Missions Fund, have contributed to the finances, and you have an opportunity also to bring grocery donations uh, here on Sunday mornings. So this is a great work that God is involved in, in people in need in the Tri-Cities. One local, one international partner I want to highlight today is our Mexico Partnership. Now, lots of you have been here longer than me, and you know more about our Mexico Partnership than I do. How many of you have been to Mexico on a short-term team? So quite a few of you. And our partnership is something that is 20 years old. And we've been working with Taramara Ministries. um, And the pastor who leads this ministry is Pastor Tomas, who is also the head of the Alliance for Mexico. 
This ministry was born many years ago when Pastor Tomas heard on the news about a group of indigenous people who lived in the Copper Canyon of northern Mexico. And they were dying of hunger and hypothermia. The life expectancy was 45 years old and 50% of children died before the age of 10. The conditions they lived in were terrible. And the Lord spoke to Pastor Tomas's heart and, and saying that he loved the Taramar people and his church was was doing very little for them. And so Pastor Tomas got in his truck and headed out to the Copper Canyon. He had to hike in to see what God was calling him to. And that's where this ministry was born. And since then, many short-term teams from, from the CA Church have gone to the Copper Canyon and other areas in Mexico. We've helped fund the operations of the boarding school that they have in the Copper Canyon. We've helped provide education for children. We've offered feeding programs for kids and local communities. We've supported building projects like homes, ministry outreach centers, churches, and building repairs. And one of our biggest desires is to see churches planted amongst the indigenous people of Mexico. And so there are three operating churches in the Copper Canyon that CA Church participated in planting. This, we've also, another thing we do is support local pastors. And one of our philosophies in CA Missions is we want to partner with humility, knowing that the people on the ground know more about the work that needs to be done there. And they are the experts on the culture and the community and how to share the gospel. And so each year we support a number of pastors and you can see some of them up there. And we also support indigenous pastors. And so we have some indigenous pastors from all over Mexico who we help them plant churches in their group. And right now, Taramara Ministries has reached out to 13 of the 68 indigenous people groups in Mexico, and their plan is to keep on going and share the gospel in more of them. Something that's really unique about our partnership in Mexico is that each of our campuses has an area they are focusing on. And so we have partnerships with Ensenada and Chiapas and the Copper Canyon. And, and Rail City is focusing on Chiapas. And Cam will come later and share about the most recent trip to Chiapas. It's really exciting to see that happen. As I close, I just want to encourage you again that our vision at CA is for all of us to be on mission, every one of us, everywhere, all the time. And so I want to encourage you to get involved. You can pray, you can serve, you can give, and you can go. So we want to inv invite you to join us for monthly prayer. Once a month, the first Wednesday of the month, we gather in the prayer room at Mariner, or you can join us on Zoom, um, and our next one is April 5th. There are lots of ways to serve. Dave just announced one this morning, getting involved in the Easter egg hunt. Uh, you can serve in Port Moody in so many ways. You can be a coach of your local kids' soccer team or serve on the parent uh, group at your school or your, maybe your condo board. And we'd love you to serve with our Rail City teams as well. Um, we also invite you to go. Go and be on mission yourself. So you can be on mission in your own neighborhood. You can share about the good news of Jesus with your neighbors. You can invite your neighbor to Alpha, which is coming up here at Rail City after Easter. And then finally, we want to invite you to give. And so again, as I said, we have a missions fund here, and we have a particular need last year. So last year, again, giving to missions was strong. That was amazing. But as I said, we distributed almost 200,000 more than we received last year because of our surplus. And part of the reason we distributed more is because of the global food crisis and growing needs for food in our own community, as well as the refugees that we sponsored. And this year, our hope is to continue to provide for our pantry families, continuing to contribute to our global partners and our feeding programs internationally. We'd also like to sponsor another refugee family. And we are planning to send out five short-term teams. One has already gone yours, and there's four more to come, as well as supporting our international workers and our local and indigenous pastors in Mexico. So there's so much need locally and globally uh, that we are eager to meet. But in order to do that, 
This year, we need to receive $1.17 million, which is a lot of money. It's an increase of 200000 as I said, from last year. This is a big ask, but we have seen God provide in so many ways, amazing ways here at CA Church, and so let's step out in faith and trust that God will provide. Many of you have already given so faithfully to the Mission Fund, and I want to thank you for that. Um, you have given sacrificially, and God has used that to partner um, in some of the work that is happening around the world. But if you're new to Mission at CA, and you haven't had an opportunity to start giving yet, I want to invite you to join us this year. And so we're looking for 200 new financial partners, and anyone can contribute. If you're a student or maybe a senior and have a fixed income, you could maybe give $30 a month. Uh, or if you're a new worker, maybe you can manage $50. If you're someone who uh, God has provided well for, maybe you can give $300 a month. And maybe monthly is too hard for you, but maybe you can give a portion of your a tax return when it comes in. We're trusting and praying that God will provide so we can continue to reach out to our community and with our global partners. Also, if you're interested in getting involved in CA Missions, I'd love to talk to you. I'll be here afterwards, and so come up and chat with me. Great. Anne? If we can uh, just say thanks to Pastor Marty. Thank you so much. That was awesome. It is so good to be back with you all, and uh, you know, because last Sunday was canceled due to snow, I actually really only miss one Sunday with you all, but it does feel like it's been three weeks, a uh, very long time since I've seen you, and it's just great to be back with you all, with our own community. Uh, as you know, it is Mission Sunday, and, uh, and Marty's done such a great job of giving an overview of everything that is going on in the life of our church when it comes to missions. But now we're going to kind of zoom in a little bit specifically around what is it that we as our campus are doing when it comes to global missions. Uh, and if you'll notice, Dave's wearing a, a really nice uh, Mexican t-shirt. I've got one on as well. And in a few moments, I'm going to invite up some team members uh, to tell us about our time in Chiapas, Mexico. If you are out of the loop or it's your first time here, we were just there uh, just a, a number of weeks ago and spent two weeks in various cities and various communities blessing and investing. But before um, I invite up the team members, I do want to share a little bit about our partnership. Why Chiapas of all places? It was interesting. When we first launched a campus, uh, we, one of the things we said is, well, we're a missions church, and so we need to find a global partner. And so we started to pray and consider and discern who it is that we should partner with. And it was around that time that uh, Pastor Diane, who's now retired, our former missions pastor, suggested Chiapas. Now, it was kind of funny. The reason why she suggested Chiapas was because they grow coffee there. Uh, and, uh, and so anyways, if you look up, you can see a picture of coffee. Let's go back one. Uh, you can see it growing on the trees. They're drying it on the sidewalks, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so she's like, you know, Port Moody really seems to be into coffee. Maybe there's something there. Now, I'm telling you, although that certainly felt like the Lord to a Port Moodyite, uh, there was a little bit more. We knew there was also a great need in Chiapas. And so we can put up this map uh, here. And this is showing the level of poverty, those who are ex uh, experiencing moderate to extreme poverty in Mexico. And you'll notice right down here, this state that is called Chiapas, looks a little bit like Texas, uh, is in the 70 to 80% range of moderate to extreme poverty. So we knew there was a need. Uh, and one of the expressions I've heard before from, from other pastors is the need is the call. And so there seemed to be a great need there. But the third thing was this, is that when we started fundraising as a church, we put aside 10%. And that 10% was to go to a global partner. And so Diane made a phone call to Brenda, uh, who's one of our partners down on the ground in Mexico, uh, and said, hey, we've got this money we'd like to give away to a church. Is there any churches in need? And the really cool backstory on this is after we've had these previous conversations and considerations, uh, she picks up that phone, she talks with Brenda, and Brenda says that very day, just hours before, there was a church in Chiapas that had uh, submitted a proposal for, for asking for some money to help build a church. 
And so when we heard this, immediately we said, okay, Lord, this really feels like and seems like it is you. You want us as a campus to build a connection with Chiapas. There's great need. There's a need in a church in this uh, region, and they grow coffee. Amen? Right? And so, uh, <laughs> and so anyways, uh, that was the beginning of our journey, and it was a really cool story. Uh, fast forward to a year ago, we went on a visioning trip there where we started to get some vision and just a picture of what it would look like to do ministry. And now a year later, uh, here with members from our campus and people from our greater CA Church family as well, we actually went to Chiapas. And so at this time, I am going to invite the team to come on up. So if uh, those, I'm going to say Katrina, Rich, uh, Dave, and Matthew, you can head on up here. And uh, yeah, and we want to hear from them regarding our most recent trip. As you can see, there was uh, 10 of us who were in this group. Mike, Nicole, Matthew, Deborah. Uh, I wanted Deborah to be up here tonight, but she's or today, but she's helping with our kids. Uh, Luke, myself, Dave, Katrina, Rich, and Miro. Uh, and uh, you can see we're all wearing our Mexicana. Oh, and Matthew almost knocked Rochelle off the stage. Uh, <laughs> we're wearing our Mexicana uh, kind of gear, and uh, you'll notice some people in the crowd who are also wearing that as well. Well, friends, thanks for coming on up here. It was such an amazing time together. We faced a lot, uh, like there was a lot of challenges and suffering. There was also a lot of moments where we saw God work. And so here's what I want to do this morning is that really we are testifying to all the things that we have seen, all the things that we've experienced, the things that God has done. And, uh, and, and at the very beginning of our trip, we start our time in New America, uh, Nueva America, as they call it. And, uh, and Nueva America is a community of a thousand people. Um, and one of the needs they had is they needed us to build a wall. Now, this got a lot of laughs, actually, when we were talking about it. We're going to Mexico to build a wall, right? It's like, uh, that's kind of inappropriate, right? And, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, no, we, we went to go build a wall around the perimeter of this church building. And there was a number of different reasons why they needed us to do this. The first was this, is that uh, one, there was just a government need. The government said, you need to have a wall around the perimeter of your property. So there was just a, a need. The second was uh, this, is that safety is a concern. Uh, and so these walls are going to help to make them feel safe within their own property. But there was a third problem. And the third problem was this, is that in the rainy season, floodwaters begin to rush uh, through the property, totally washing it out. And so part of this wall is actually create retention. It's a retaining wall uh, for the floodwaters to work back. And so we head to New America. You can see this picture. We began to construct and build this wall. Miro was leading the team uh, in, in when it came to construction. The guy can build absolutely anything. Uh, and even the ladies got involved. We got this picture here. So it wasn't just men building the wall. Can you go back? Yeah, there they are, right? There's Nicole. She's I don't know, hammering rocks out of the ground with Deborah, right? Uh, and so we all really got uh, going and involved when it came to the work in New America. Um, Matthew, you were a real workhorse in New America. Uh, he, he came with all the gear. He was ready to go. Uh, and uh, it, I started calling him Oso Blanco which meant white bear. Uh, and, uh, and so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Matthew, when we were building that wall, uh, as, as you were kind of involved with the construction, things like that, what was, the, what was challenging and what was fun about building that wall? Uh, for me, what was challenging, I have health issues with my knee. I'm, I'm in, on a wait list for a knee replacement. So right. I was praying to God that he would give me the strength and uh, the endurance to to um, accomplish this work task. And yeah. uh, I per persevered. Yeah, you did. It was, it was amazing. You certainly yeah, did. Strength. Yeah. And, and just um, even though there was lack of communication with the locals in, far, in, in regards to building, um, we all were there for the same purpose. And it was it, when you're in the construction trade, it's easy to, you, you watch someone do a task and you just sort of follow the same suit mm. in line. And uh, yeah, we all, we all worked in harmony, even though there was a very, little poor communication amongst each other. So. Totally. And I think what he means, it, the language barrier is a challenge. And there's also just like they, some, one of the challenges with missions is that 
they just build things differently than yes. we do, right? Yes. So we have one idea about how something should be done, but they have their own ways that work really well for them and in their context with their materials. And so, uh, yeah, thanks for working so hard, Matthew. It was yeah, awesome yeah. having you a part of that. Um, I was also, uh, so that was our, our time in New America. There was a lot of ministry that took place there. We'll talk about some of those forms of ministry a little bit later. Um, but then we moved on to a city called Plan de Ayala. Uh, Plan de Ayala. And, uh, and this is a, a similar sized community, maybe around, I, I think it's 500 to 1,000 people, so not very large. Uh, and this was actually the place where our money went to help build a church. And so if you look in the background of this photo here, you can see that church building. Uh, and for me, one of the things that really stuck out, and I was just kind of blown away, is that a year ago when I was there, there was a pile of dirt. So you can look at this next picture. Uh, yeah, here we go, okay? It was just a pile of soil, and we were dedicating the land and tossing some soil. And I show up a year later, and you can go to the next one. There is an entire church building, which was just like so, so remarkable. Um, and when I was in the moment, I, it didn't really hit me. But a few days later, as I started to reflect on it, I was just so overwhelmed and so blown away by just really um, how powerful it was. We're, we as a church, we rent this building every Sunday. This is not our permanent home. Uh, we, we're so grateful to meet here. But the fact that with $20,000, we were able to provide a church for a community of believers in a very small town called Plan de Alla, uh, where they can now meet and do ministry and reach out to their community and serve their neighbors, um, it had a profound impact on me. Uh, and I know it also had a profound impact on Rochella. And uh, Rochella, you were there for the building dedication on that Sunday for the service. And I know, um, I remember you just being really moved. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good morning to our Rail City family. Buenos dias, San Nuestra Familia, the Rail City. Um, yeah, um, I think one of my favorite favorite moments uh, of our Chiapas trip was uh, our time spent in Plan de Ala. Um, I believe it was my first time attending a church dedication and um, I was just reminded of um, the Psalm, uh, Psalm 90, the prayer of Moses, because it's uh, the last verse uh, was a double plea. <clears throat> so well, well, Moses was praying, like, uh, may, the favor, uh, may the favor of God rest upon his people, and uh, may you please establish the work of your hands, and yes, establish uh, the work of your hands. And the word establish, uh, it means, uh, like, you start something that is meant to last for a long time. Mm. And that's something that I've been praying for Rail City, and that's something that I prayed for Chiapas, and uh, just like what Cam's have shared earlier, it was just a pile of dirt. It was just a piece of land. But <laughs> me seeing a church building and the, the worship and the prayers of the people rising up. And I can, I'm, I'm here today and I could honestly testify that I have sensed the, the presence of the Holy Spirit there. Wow. It was like, like a warm blanket that came over me. Mm. <laughs> like my, my palms were so hot. And I'm just looking around like in amazement and uh, I just felt this like enorm enormous love and joy that I have inside me and I want to just want to share it with everybody and um, yeah it was just so cool like seeing all the pastors are all gathered there celebrating and um, and uh, one of them said like the church it's it's not a building it's yeah. people and that's mm. you know that resonates with me because that's what real city and sea church has been um, has been preaching or sharing yeah. with everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Rochella. Thanks for coming and sharing about your experience. It was a profound Sunday. We, we got to dedicate the building uh, so that we they anointed our hands with oil. We laid our hands on the building. We prayed. Uh, it was a pilgrimage. There was pastors from all over the region who came together uh, to really be a part of this huge moment for a small local church. Uh, in, in we, we were able to pray for people, pray for a girl who was sick, and it was just a powerful, powerful Sunday. And, uh, and this is because of you, church. Uh, many of you were generous, and you gave. And I want you to know when you are generous, it's not just going to avoid. It's actually impacting people's lives. Uh, and, uh, and we got to see it. Uh, and one of the things that really encourages me about the brothers in Chiapas is the fact that we send these resources 
and then they do all of the labor and the work themselves. And so they literally, the pastors, alongside other congregants, built this building with their own hands. Uh, and, uh, and so it's just, it goes a really, really long way, and it was a powerful time in Plan de Ala. Some of the other things we got to do while we were there is uh, we were part of children's ministry. Uh, and if Deborah was here, I'd ask her to tell you all about it. It was an amazing time as we got to build connections uh, with children in New America, in Plan de Ala, in Bella Vista. Uh, and uh, it, it looked like a lot of things, reading Bible stories, singing songs, playing games, uh, and having a lot of fun. That was an amazing thing of outreach. Uh, we also had a... Um, a clothing donations. Uh, and so we had some clothing distri distribution. And so we were able to bring tons of clothing from our thrift store in, I don't know if it's called a thrift store, but our clothing outlet whatever, at uh, the Mariner campus and bring it down to distribute to people in need in these communities. And there was actually kind of a funny story that came out of this. Uh, and if you go to the next photo here, you can see Matthew in the middle of deep conversation with Katrina and Deborah. And what ended up happening is he brought all his clothes in a hockey bag. And we had brought all our donations in a hockey bag. And so the ladies went back to the house. They were, they were sorting through the clothes. And Matthew was so prepared, he brought 12 of everything. 12 shirts, 12 pants, 12 socks, 12 this. And it just seemed like this must be donations, right? And, <laughs> and so all of his clothes were sorted into various bags, put out in New America a bunch of them. And uh, it was just a really, really funny moment as Matthew and Katrina were like, oh, Oh no! Matthew's looking through the clothes, trying to find like you know pairs of underwear and socks. <laughs> Some of it had already been donated, but <laughs> he was such a good champ about it. Uh, Matthew, tell us just really quick, how did you feel when you realized all of a sudden your clothes were gone? <laughs> well, they're only clothes, and I figured, well, what, not a better place to donate them to, but uh, yeah. For those that you've been to Mexico, you understand um, the stature of Mexicans. Are, they're a little shorter than me, smaller than me, so to find replaceable clothes would have been very difficult. And all I was wearing was my uh, cohorts, my strap-on cohorts, and I was like, oh no, is this yeah. what I'll be wearing for the next two weeks? Yeah. So, Katrina, uh, how did you feel when you found out uh, that this happened? <laughs> Mortified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, a very funny, funny moment on our trip. And Matthew, you were a great sport. So that was awesome. Another thing we got to do while we were there was skateboard ministry. And uh, Dave Johnson really got to head up the skateboard ministry. And so actually, we're going to play a video now uh, of some of that ministry. And then Dave, I'd love you to tell us more about that time. Yeah. Promise no children were harmed during our time there. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Well, hey, I also promise you Dave did way more than skateboarding while he was in Mexico. Uh, there was a ton of outreach. Dave, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think it was one of those moments where, Cam, you and I kind of went in with really not knowing what was going to happen and then what God did with kind of like, you know, five fish and two loaves of bread. He just multiplied and multiplied. Mm. And so we kind of had this idea like, hey, what if we ask some of the local skate shops like for some free skateboards? And so we did. We went to like One Love and a Replay Skate Shop. And we're like, hey, we're doing this thing. And they're like, hey, that's awesome. They're Christian owners. So we went to uh, Chapas with like six skateboards. Mm. And, you know, what's really neat is these towns are so small, like in comparison. you got like a thousand people. And so when a group shows up, like the town just knows. It's not like we had to pass out, uh, you know, everyone just knows. They're like, they're here, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so they, they all had these basketball courts. And so we would just show up in all these little towns. And uh, we'd bring Frisbees and we'd bring like the VBS toys and we'd bring the skateboards. And then we'd, there was something about the skateboards that I think inspired like wonder. You know, and mm. even just not a, just in the younger people, but in the older people too. They'd never seen they'd never seen a skateboard before, and so 
We took that as an opportunity to kind of put on a bit of like a circus, like by the end of the trip, because we had done this so many times, we had like a program, you yeah. know what I mean? And Cam was like, kind of like, by the end, he's like, no, Dave, you could do more, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like getting tired by the end, I was like limping a little bit, like, come on, Dave, you know what I mean? You're not eating today, buddy, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you're joking and laughing, it was, just, it was slightly abusive, no, I, no, I'm kidding, no, no, I'm kidding, no, 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 no. no, no, I'm just joking, but it was, it was funny, it was funny by the end. Uh, all for the glory of God, you yeah. know. Um, Jump over five skateboards. Uh, yeah. Put a six kid in there. Okay, you know? six children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a lot. It was so much fun, and it was just one of those opportunities where you know I think, gosh, I started skateboarding 23 years ago here in Port Moody, and I never would have thought that God would use uh, something so simple to spread the gospel message. And I think it's. Uh, just a kind of a message to all of us that God can use literally anything. I think God loves to use just about anything to share um, a bridge into a person's life. And through that bridge, you can share love and specifically the love of Christ. Hmm. And there was lots of opportunities where at the end of this sort of performance, if you will, uh, to put it lightly, we kind of have all the kids there and we're like, hey, can we, can we tell you guys a story? And then for like maybe eight to ten minutes uh, I'd share a bit of a testimony and then we would have a call to salvation and then Cam would kind of come at the end and let him know who we are and the fact that we belong to the church right there you know it was like yeah. across the field so cool and uh, it was just a Holy Spirit thing you yeah. know and there were so many Holy Spirit things in the trip and it was just one of those ones that we kind of went into not knowing what God would do, and he seemed to really bless it. He really did. Yeah. And it is a miracle that Dave can skateboard today and that he's here today. Uh, the testimony he shared while we were there is he survived a plane crash in Squamish, mm -hmm. uh, and his leg was snapped in half. And so the fact that he is now able to use this, and there was a real come-to-Jesus moment on the side of that mountain, now use this uh, to really share his testimony and share with these kids about God and his love and his goodness and his purpose. And really, you had a different message almost in every location. God gave you one, but it was really profound. So Dave, thanks for um, serving in that way. Um, the third city that we were able to go into uh, was in a city called Bea Vista. Uh, and it was during this time we were able to do uh, some really great ministry and, um, and outreach both to the pastors as well as to their wives and people in that community. Um, and Katrina, you were a part of that ministry and uh, connecting specifically with the wives. There was a, a day of ministry, I think we got a picture here, uh, where you were able to, to teach them and you were able to lead them into craft, you were able to do a number of things. What stuck out to you uh, during that time of connection? Well, it was an awesome morning. We got to spend a couple hours with the wives of the pastors while their husbands were being taught by Pastor Cam and, and Dave. And we just opened scripture together and we talked about how God binds up the brokenhearted and bandages all of our wounds. And that when we come to him and let him heal us, he will make us more beautiful hmm. and some and more valuable than we be, we were before the break and it was something that all the women could resonate with and we've all experienced brokenness in our lives and so we we talked a lot about that and then we did a craft that sort of illustrated visually we have a picture um, here oh half yeah, a picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we gave every woman uh a little bowl, kind of like a, like a soy sauce bowl that you dip your sushi in. And we went around and with a rock and put the rock on it and they smashed it. And that was really hard for them to do. <laughs> they were like, oh, I don't want to break this bowl. But it, it was a time of reflection because they broke the bowl and then they patiently glued it back together mm. and filled in the cracks with gold, wow. gold paint. In Japan, they use real gold, but it, they they talked a lot while they were doing the craft, and I had heard from Brenda that um, yeah, they were there were some tears and mm. there was some good conversations and a time of reflection while they were doing that. So I think 
we're, we are told from scripture to build each other up and to encourage each yeah. other in the Lord. And it was a great opportunity just to do that. And for them to know that their sisters way across the world in Canada mm. are praying for them was really encouraging for them to keep going in ministry because ministry is hard. Yeah. And um, so it was, a, it was a really special time, I think, for them and for us. It's amazing. Thanks for sharing, Katrina. Um, part of that time of ministry with the ladies, it wasn't just ladies ministering to ladies, but there was also gentlemen ministering to ladies. And Matthew actually got to be, he's, a, he's our CA chef, uh, and so he cooks for all our various ministries and things like this. And in Bay of Vista, he probably was the first man ever to cook a meal there. Uh, and I don't say that jokingly. Like, seriously, they were like in amazement and awe that he was in the kitchen. Uh, and, uh, and he was able to cook with the ladies in New America. He's able to cook with the ladies in Bay of Vista. And you were also able to provide a meal for the pastors, their wives, and a number of different leaders. Um, Matthew, how did that feel using your gifts in that way? It was pretty surreal, um, just knowing the fact that men just generally don't cook in these kitchens. And uh, when I was cooking, I had a large audience of women standing around me watching <laughs> my techniques. Yeah. But uh, I learned a lot from them. They learned a lot from me, different techniques. It's all on open fire. Um, they use rebar as grill uh, for a grill uh, on with pots and whatnot. So. Uh, it was, it was a, quite a blessing being able to cook for all the pastors that had come and all the locals. And uh, um, yeah, while I was cooking in there, I had a bunch of kids come up to me and ask me if I was married. And I said, no, I'm not married. They're like, why don't you stay in our village? We'll find you a wife. <laughs> I and I didn't know what to take of that. I was like, either they really like my cooking or maybe they're tired of their mom's cooking. I wasn't sure that, uh, um, that is really funny, man. It, it was just really neat to see God work <laughs> yeah. through you know, my, using my talents and, the, the, and through with the ladies. It's awesome, man. Um, for the pastor's dinner, uh, what did you make? Because it was probably, I don't want to admit this, but it probably was the best meal I had in Mexico. Uh, and what, did you, what did you cook that night? Just well, give us a I little tried taste. to Mexican, yeah. um, Mexicanize it as best I could in a Canadian sort of twist to it. But uh, it was just... Um, Fried chicken thighs with a mole sauce, with a Mexican um, rice dish, tomato-based rice dish that had beans and corn, um, with a Mexican salad. So basically, uh, cabbage, corn, beans, tomatoes, cilantro, uh, with some uh, lemon juice and honey and uh, some olive oil. And um, I, I try to be authentic as I could. <laughs> it, it was. Fantastic. Like it was so amazing. And they, you could tell the pastors, they just felt so encouraged. They got to sit down at the tables. We came and we served them uh, a plate of food. We gave them gifts that night. Uh, And we could just tell it was an amazing time of encouragement. So thanks for using your gifts in that way, Matthew. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, another aspect was we got to share our testimony while we were down there. And I know, Katrina, you got to do that through some teaching. Um, Dave, you got to, you know, definitely share your testimony you were there, myself. But Rochelle, you also got to share in New America, uh, Nueva America. And uh, I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that moment and what it was like. Um. Well, Nueva America, New America was the first location, or first stop of our Chiapas mission. And uh, um, that morning I woke up and <laughs> I just got that sense that God is asking me to share my testimony uh, with, uh, with our brothers and sisters in uh, Nueva America. And uh, when, he, when he asks you to, to do something, you have to do it. <laughs> Like, no matter how try you hide or escape from it, like, there's no way (laughs) Um, that you can avoid. Um, Yeah, you should just go and do it. And so um, I had my testimony prepared, um, like, bits, like, phrases, but I just trusted the Holy Spirit that he will give me the right words that I needed to say. And um, it was based from our travels to... Of America, I remember Pastor Tomas told us that it's a five-hour drive, but Mexican time it's ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that that whole trip, like, there's a lot of um, 
there were moments when I thought like, oh, like, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> But that's kind of like our relationship with God, right? Like um, sometimes uh, he do we don't know where he's taking us, but uh, you trust the driver, you trust uh, God and because he knows everything and he knows uh, exactly uh, where you're going. And so mm -hmm. I had a moment, um, I was all by myself inside that church uh, sweeping the, the dust. Um, and uh, I looked up and I saw that artwork. You can see at the photo of um, the waterfalls and the streams, and it reminded me of Psalm 23. And there's a particular verse there um, uh, that it says, like, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And mm -hmm. so I went up, uh, <laughs> I went up there and uh, trusted God and I had no, like I had no paper. <laughs> I didn't read anything and it just, uh, yeah, let the Holy Spirit speak through me. And wow. I spoke of the, the fears that I've had in my life. And uh, there's like one traumatic experience that I've had when I was 16 years old. And um, just really emphasizing that God is with us uh, mm -hmm. in all areas, in all, all times in our lives, and no matter what circumstances that we're in, um, He's with us. Wow, it's amazing. Thanks for being faithful to follow the call. And... Uh, it was really powerful, and it definitely resonated. I remember Brenda saying in Spanish, and so I only understood about 15% of it, but what I did gather was uh, after you shared your testimony, after Deborah and Nicole and others, she, she said to the congregation, she said, you see, uh, the believers in Canada also face challenges as well, and they're just like you, um, you know, and they're on a journey just like you are, and so thanks for sharing your journey with people. What a profound uh, witness that was. Um, the final thing I, I do want to speak to is we did get to do some preaching and teaching ministry while we were there. Uh, one of the things in Mexico, you don't know when you're going to speak as the pastor, but you know you will be. Uh, and so there was a number of different occasions. This was at a youth revival service that I heard about 10 minutes before it was happening. Uh, and thankfully, as a youth pastor for 10 years, I had a couple sermons in my back pocket and was able to do that. But we were also able to do some teaching uh, to the pastors and the leaders. And Dave, you were a part of that. Um, in just like maybe one minute, could you explain kind of the impact do you think that that time had on the pastors? Sure. Um, well, we got the opportunity to really uh, inspire the <clears throat> pastors to dream big and to share with them the simplicity of the gospel, I think, was, was huge. But if I can just say this, that I, what I took away from the pastors is they really, really treat each other like brothers. Hmm. Like the family of God in Mexico was far more real in some ways. Like, we, yeah. we are a family, and, and genuinely, we are. Like, when you come in here, um, you belong to an eternal family. And I felt like they somehow got that more. You know, mm. and even the pastor of Nova America, every time we said goodbye to this guy, we thought, it, like Cam and I thought, it was like the first couple days we, we said our goodbyes, leaving Nova, Nova America, and there was like a real hug, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He held us <laughs> tight, you know? Look, grabbed us by the shoulders and really looked at us, you know? And then we saw him again. And we're like, oh, we see him again. And then, and then there at the pastor's conference, he grabbed us by the shoulders and really, yeah. really thanked us, you know? And then he was there the next day. And it was not like a running joke, but he, here was this guy who just was so thankful wow. and just showed such love and really wanted us to know that he was a brother of ours, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, I just was, that was one of the things I took away from, from that experience was they really embody the family of God. I think in Amen. some ways better than we do. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have a video uh, that really summarizes all of our time in Mexico. So I'm going to play that. And uh, following that, Dave's going to come up and lead us in communion. We're also going to sing some songs together. So uh, why don't we play that video now? And, uh, and then we'll respond through communion and through worship. Quiero decirle que eh, su visita ha sido de gran bendición y de gran ayuda y fortaleza para nosotros. Eh, es de gran ayuda y fortaleza para nosotros porque eh, en verdad el deseo de trabajar está en nuestro corazón. Pero muchas veces lo que nos falta 
es el recurso económico. Entonces, eh, agradecer, ¿no? Agradecer por la oportunidad que nos da Dios de tener su valioso apoyo y de que ustedes estén con nosotros. Quiero eh, agradecer a los hermanos de Canadá por haberlos enviado, por haberles dado el permiso para que pudieran llegar hasta acá con nosotros. Y quiero ahora sí, a través de, de estas palabras, llegar a Canadá y decirle a los hermanos de Canadá lo, lo feliz que estamos y lo agradecido que estamos por nuestros hermanos. Y queremos enviar muchos saludos para Canadá, muchas bendiciones, ¿verdad? Y también decirles que si está dentro de sus posibilidades apoyarnos, pues que nos sigan apoyando, porque la obra eh, en el Señor es grande. muy agradecidos con ellos y con el Señor. Lo primero, mandarle un cordial saludo. Cordial saludo a toda la iglesia de Canadá, eh, a todos los que nos van a escuchar, van a ver. Eh, un saludo de parte de, de la iglesia ya, Alianza Cristiana Misionera desde Chiapas, con nombre de la iglesia Príncipe de Paz. Y desearles una gran bendición de parte de Dios, porque lo que han hecho eh, ha sido el plan y la voluntad de Dios. Desearles una gran bendición a ellos y que sean bendecidos de diferentes formas, que sean totalmente grandes bendiciones. Pues esto pues nos llena de de gozo para mí como un director tenerlos aquí en Chiapas pues me es este, muy grato tenerlos estoy muy feliz como director por recibir el apoyo de ustedes y pues eh, yo creo que ha sido de gran impacto de tenerlos aquí en las comunidades eh, rurales donde la gente pues tiene el deseo de ver de conocer otras personas hasta dónde está nuestra familia aliancista entonces, usted ha sido de gran impacto eh, de, eh, de su llegada aquí a Chiapas. Bueno, lo que yo le quiero transmitir a la Iglesia de Canadá, que, que aquí también en Chiapas eh, se predica de Jesús, así como se predica de Jesús allá en Canadá, pues también lo compartimos aquí. El mensaje que les quiero enviar allá es pues, de agradecimiento a ustedes como una iglesia que, que, que está trabajando por los demás, que se ha, se ha interesado por los demás, que ve verdaderamente hacia nosotros, ¿verdad? Y enviando como, como misioneros, como ustedes que están aquí. Pues muchas gracias por todo y el mensaje es de que, de que somos una familia en Cristo. Y pues les envío un saludo, un fuerte abrazo. Dios les bendiga y pues hasta muy pronto, familia cristiana. Dios les bendiga. Well, I have been given the great honor of um, leading our time of communion. So I just want to invite the communion servers uh, up. And I want to focus our communion today just on Saul, or who became Paul, who was arguably the greatest missionary in the New Testament. Here's a guy who was not leading a life of uh, the Christian faith and had a huge encounter with the Lord. And um, such an encounter that he became blind for a few days, and then this guy Ananias came to him, and uh, so Ananias went and found Saul, and he laid his hand on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me to you that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. 
Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. And uh, I just felt the Holy Spirit impress this upon me this morning, is that every single one of us is a missionary. As we leave this place, uh, you and I have been called to our circle of influence. We've been called to our families, we've been called to our neighborhoods, we've been called to our city, and we've been called to the globe. But it's so important that we first receive forgiveness. That we first focus in on the gospel in our lives. That we first, if you will, regain our sight before we call others to the forgiveness that is in Christ. We call others to uh, seeing life uh, from a different plane of view. And what communion does, at least for me every Sunday, is it just reminds me of the fact that I'm in need of forgiveness. That I, I missed the mark this week. There was areas in my life where just they fell short of God's glory. But here's what we believe about God, is that he looks at upon a broken humanity, a blinded humanity, and he loves us so much that he would send his one and only son to die upon the cross, to then raise to new life, being really the firstborn of the resurrection that is in Christ. And that as we come to the table this morning, you are partaking in that. That you are receiving once again the body of Christ, receiving forgiveness, receiving his mercy. And that that is now the thing that now emboldens us to call others to receive forgiveness. In the same way that Saul would be radically changed and would leave that place and would really be a tool of God great missionary but it would all start with the gospel it would all start with Jesus and so hey let's pray together if this is your first time at, at, at this church just know this is that if you're a believer in Jesus you would say man I, I believe in Jesus and this is for you and for some of you this may be the first time like this may be the first time in church and you're like you know what this Jesus you talk about this forgiveness then this may be the first time and we would invite you to the table uh, but if this is if you're not a Christian, then this is really just a snack and a small one at that. And uh, so I would just ask that you would respect that. But if you are a Christian, this is for you. Also, just a little side note: if we could, uh, because it does get a little bit crammed up here, if we could just a few the first row, come and take, and then once you've seen the first row, second row, third row, and just do it that way, it just uh, works easier. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done uh, in Mexico. Lord, we thank you for the last few weeks. Lord, we thank you for those who generously gave for this mission trip to happen. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we can stand here today and we can seek mercy and forgiveness because of the cross. And Lord, now as we receive communion, uh, we do it uh, recognizing that, uh, that we're forgiven, Lord, because of you. And now would that embolden us now to to call people to that same love and forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and stand as we sing a few more songs. Thanks for listening to this message. If you've been listening to our sermons, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca slash railcity to find out more information about getting involved in the life and mission of the Rail City campus of CA Church.